0: Cynthia Hyatt. Well, thank you for joining
1: me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and always thankful that you take time out of your day to listen and become educated and, in the process, healthier people. So we are are talking today about relationship problems, some specific problems that occur in relationships oftentimes. And we're kind of ending the week on this, and we're going to be starting next week talking about relationship basics as we build good couples and and I think it's really important that you recognize that one of the reasons I'm spending this much time on relationships is that as Christians we really want to be salt and light to the world so we want to look different to the world and one of the best ways we can look different is in how we relate The better experience that we give each other and those in the world draws them to Christ. And when our couples are working and we look different than the world, it's a huge, wonderful testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. And it's one of the ways that we look different. And that we cause people to want to know what we have and why it works. So I'm very thankful that you all are listening. And thank you also for your prayers as I'm getting over this horrible cough and cold and oh my goodness, all of that. So thank you so much for your prayers. Also, I love the feedback that you give me. And you can always email me through the website or at cynthiahyatt@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Or any topics that are on your heart that you would really like to hear more about. That you would want some more information and some more helps on. So we, I, I want to read these verses again that we really focused on this last uh, couple days. And the first one was James chapter 1 verse 19. So then my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. And we really spent a long time on that verse. Also, Proverbs 18, 13, really powerful verse, says, He who, he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. And this is when we really focused on making sure that we are listening and not thinking about what we want to say while we're halfway listening to what they're saying. Very, very important process. And Proverbs 18, Chapter, uh, chapter 18, verse two says, a fool has no delight in understanding, but only expressing his own heart. So we talked about some relationship problems and the one that we kind of left off on was this whole issue of all that, all the different things that comes, come with living together. And that's the chores, struggles over home Chores. So most partners work outside the home and often at more than one job. So it's important to fairly divide the labor at home. Now, we said yesterday, we know we can't, you know, the world is not fair and the adult world is not fair. But giving the feeling of fairness, really attempting to make things equitable really helps on stress and helps us not have hidden resentments or overt resentments and offenses. So one of the strategies, a couple strategies that we really can do that helps this problem is that first we be organized and clear about your respective jobs in the home. So you write the jobs down and you agree on who's gonna do what. And this way we do get this feeling of fairness and, and, and we have less resentment that builds up where one person feels like they're doing everything. And the other person feels like they're being nagged all the time. This is really important to do because, in this process, people have to then talk about how they want the home to look. Some people are really okay with a lot more visual noise than others. Some, you may have a partner that is super organized and loves everything clean and is a neat freak. And you may be somebody that's kind of in the moment and you're not always great at picking things up. You're not always great at putting dishes in the dishwasher or maybe even taking them into the kitchen. You may be a little bit more messy. This is a really important area to talk about so that both people move toward the middle. We're not going to do just your end of the spectrum or just my end of the spectrum. We're going to really work on respecting the other person's needs and desires and what may be important to them. So if, you're, if your spouse, your partner, really appreciates neatness and everything has a place and every place has a thing, and they like to look at a really orderly home, they don't like crumbs all over the floor, cat hair and dog hair everywhere, and you kind of are a little bit more easygoing about it, this is a great way for God to, d- to do some work in your life. He's gonna He's going to tighten you up a little bit. And the other, you know, part of the, the, the partnership that really isn't, doesn't need it to be, you know, that really, really needs it neat and tidy, this is one of the ways that God lightens that person up. So our relationships are intended to either tighten us up or lighten us up. And that's how we become very balanced people. So we want to also be open to other solutions. So if you both hate housework, then maybe you cut down on where you spend money one area in one area so that you can put that money toward a house cleaner. And that really relieves a lot of stress. How about, what if the other person really likes to do laundry and hates doing the yard? Or doesn't like taking the trash out, but loves to make the bed? One of the best ways to figure out who does what chores is start with that list of chores, and then ask yourselves, what are my favorite ones? Like, what are the ones that I don't mind doing at all? And what are the ones that I hate? This way, you at least spread out the ones that people hate. And the other, the, the other one that really likes a neat house ends up maybe doing all the, all the really hard ones. This is one of the ways we make things more equitable. So be creative about this. And really talk about this. And take each other's preferences into account. All right, how about this relationship problem? Not making your relationship a priority. Now, remember, I said that time to humans is like water to a plant. And relationships require time. And this is difficult many times. We have very busy lives. We get very overwhelmed. We're probably interacting with many people all, all the time. And we come home and maybe the last thing you want to do is talk to somebody. The last thing you want to do is, you know, really spend a quality time together. Or maybe you you don't really work with a lot of people and you're an extrovert and you can't wait to get home and take and interact with your spouse and your spouse is the opposite. This is where you really want to do, again, the same way that we did with chores. You want to talk about preferences. You want to talk about needs. You want to make sure that you're being realistic about how much time you can spend, how much time you can't spend together so that we don't build up resentments. And then we want to make sure that when we are spending time that if the point is to truly spend quality time together, then we're not on our phone. We're not doing these types of things. If you just want to hang out and be in the same room, then you get to kind of do whatever you want to do together. So relationships lose their luster when you don't make them a priority. So do things you used to do when you were first dating show appreciation, compliment each other, contact each other through the day, show interest in each other. These are really important things that go a long way. This is kind of like watering the plant. This complimenting one another is huge. This is, you know, we have a very difficult world that we live in. We go out into the world and you kind of get beat up during the day. So when you come home to somebody that smiles at you and is pleasant to you, courteous to you, complimentary to you, it's very helpful in replenishing what the world takes from us. And then plan date nights. Schedule time together on the calendar, just like you would any other important event in your life. And then while you, when, when you know what that date night is, maybe the date night for you is Wednesdays. Maybe it's Fridays. Maybe it's Sunday afternoon. But what you want to be doing is thinking about it during the week, having positive thoughts requiring that you say, wow, I really get to spend time with my partner, with the person that I love. And practice thinking thoughts that help you have really positive anticipation and respect one another. And we've talked at length about the power of courtesy. So saying please and thank you, and I appreciate what you just did for me. Thank you for giving me some time. Hey, thanks for making the bed. I know that was my job, but, you know, you did it, and I really appreciated you stepping in there for me. It takes less than 15 seconds to say an appreciative statement. And it goes a long way in filling up that love tank in that other person that gives them resiliency when things get strained in the relationship. So how about this relationship, this relationship problem? Conflict. We all have conflict with the people that we love. God has conflict with us. And so conflict just comes with being with humans. So, occasional, you know, these occasional conflicts just are part of life. But if you and your partner feel like you're starring in your own nightmare version of like the movie Groundhog Day or something, or Amityville horror or, you know, the latest zombie movie. Wow, we really need to talk about that. Because if the same lousy situations keep repeating day after day, and you think you put that thing to death, and it's walking around again, it's time to really break free of toxic, the toxic routine. And so when you make an effort to lessen anger to really practice calm and really be willing and brave enough to look at underlying issues and truly do some reflect reflection of yourself what part am i in this it's so much easier when we get offended when we get hurt we feel misunderstood to really focus on what the other person is doing and not what we're bringing because remember it takes two takes two to tango right So here's what's important, you and your partner, you can learn to argue in a more civil, helpful manner. And you wanna make these strategies that I'm gonna talk about a part of your relationship. So always remember, and we've talked about this before, irritating, annoying, frustrating, disappointing, being misperceived, misunderstood. These are feelings, negative feelings that adults are able to tolerate little children cannot tolerate those feelings. So there are so many things that occur in adult relationships that are really just kind of irritating, just kind of annoying, frustrating. Many of these things, it's important to just ignore and delete. You don't have to talk about everything. But if you continuously practice discourtesy, These types of things, not doing the chores, not spending money in the way that you both agreed, not making the relationship a priority, those otherwise irritating, annoying, and frustrating things that can be easily overlooked become majors, and we end up majoring in minors. And then we brush the majors under the rug because we don't even dare try to tackle the big one when we're fighting about the fact that you didn't call me back soon enough. So you realize you're not a victim. Here's one of the strategies. It's your choice whether you react. It's your choice as an adult how you react. So we want to change the word from react to respond. How do I want to respond to what was just said to me? And we talked in the previous show about this idea: this this slow to slow to speak, you know, quick to listen, slow to wrath. If someone says something to me that really sets me on edge or I get like that kind of ow, like I can't believe they just said that to me or what, what is wrong with them or their tone of voice or they're being snippy with me or dismissive, the best way for me to figure out how I want to respond and not react is just to take a breath. If I breathe in, I can't talk. Brings that oxygen to my brain helps me to get out of the fight, flight, or freeze part of my brain, and I'm actually able to be reasonable. So another strategy, make sure you're honest with yourself. We talked about that just just a little bit before. What part of this am I? Am I willing to have the humility that, that Christ has and really look at what I'm doing and really address what I'm doing before I blame, before I point the finger? These are ways that we look different as Christians to the world. This is how we testify to the world of the love of God, the love of Christ, and the spirit of self-control. The other thing you can do, just change it up. If you continue to respond in a way that has brought you pain and unhappiness in the past, why would you expect a different result? Right? If I keep doing the same thing, I'm going to get the same results. So one little shift can make a difference. Just like I said, take a breath. Relax your body. Take a time out. If you jump right into defending yourself before your, your partner's even finished speaking, if that's the, the way that most of these, your arguments are going, then this is where you just take a moment. That one small shift will we'll do amazing things for your relationship. You'll be surprised at how much that, sh- that small shift changes the whole tone of the argument. So give a little. Just give a little. You get a lot. You don't need to be completely 100% right. Apologize when you're wrong. You can't control everyone else's behavior, but you can be in charge of yourself. So what you really wanna think about doing is saying, I just wanna make sure I'm doing my side of the street correctly. So if this whole entire interaction goes south, I can know that I did my best and it didn't go as far as deep and it didn't become, become as complicated because I was an adult, I managed my side of the argument or the issue. So let's look at this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17 through 18. One of the very, a very powerful thing to do when we want a hard reset is we just see our spouse, our partner as a new person. Just think, just think about the fact that God's creating a new person every day in this person, even if you're not seeing the changes you want to see. Because this verse in 2 Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone's in anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has gone the new has come all this is from god who reconciled us to himself through christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that's the goal reconciliation think about how much god has done and continues to do to reconcile with his people most of the time when we're not even trying He's, doing, he's making all the effort. There's great power in seeing people as new creations and reminding yourself of what, wow, if they weren't a Christian, what might they be, right? Instead of what they should be, what might they, what might they be? And I want to see this person through God's eyes and make sure that whatever offense I'm dealing with isn't the major issue. The major issue is reconciliation, so when you can, can develop trust with one another, you'll be amazed at how, how much less you argue, how many things you simply can move past. And I, I tell clients frequently, you know, you don't wanna be a walking piece of Velcro and snag on everything. The point of regeneration and God changing us and growing us up is, caught, is smoothing us out so that every little thing doesn't get under our skin, that we have more tolerance of humanity. So one of the ways you can develop trust is do these things, be consistent. Be as consistent as you can. So when you're not, it's an anomaly versus that's what they're always like. Be on time. And and you know I've talked so much on this show about my struggle with time. I really struggle with time. I push things to the last minute. I want to fit too many things in it. I just, time is just elusive to me. But I know that for many people, time is a big deal. And one of the best ways I can help them feel respected by me is to be on time. And it is a sacrifice for me. It is truly a sacrifice. But it really has longevity. And it really builds a great platform with people so that if I'm not on time, it isn't like, well, she's never on time. Do what you say and say what you do, right? Do what you say. This is very important. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Say what you mean, mean what you say. And this goes a long way with people. If I say I'm going to do something and I'm just saying it in passing because it sounds good I'm going to be seen as a dishonest inconsistent inconsiderate person and someone that's not dependable it's very difficult to have intimacy with those qualities so I say what I mean I mean what I say and I'm I have the courage to do that and if I say I'm going to do something I do it if I can't I take responsibility for it and I say you know I told you I was going to do this and I am failing I am not getting it done and I just want you to know I recognize that. And here's my plan for fixing that. So that I take that seriously. Here's another one. Don't lie. Even little white lies to your partner or to others. Don't, don't, don't lie. This is a tough one. I mean, we as Christians, you would think that we, we wouldn't lie. But it is very common to all humans. It's one of the ways that we just soften things, that we avoid conflict, that we just, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to say what they want to hear. Now, this does not mean, as we've talked in other shows, we're not doing brutal honesty. We don't have to have honesty, be harsh, cutting, and mean. We can do it kindly. So when you say you're going to call, do it. If you say you're going to be home late, then call and let someone know. Carry the fair share of the workload. Don't overreact when things go wrong. Don't say things that you can't take back. Once, and we've talked about the power of words. Once words are out there, you can't take them back. This is why we take a breath and think. Respect boundaries. And a really big one, don't be jealous. Jealousy is an ugly thing. If you have a jealousy issue and you're not able to get over it on your own, This is something that you want to get some help with. A pastor, a friend, a mentor, a coach, a therapist. Because jealousy really is one of the things that kills relationships. And be a good listener. These are really helpful strategies. And if you put these into your relationship, you'll be amazed at how enjoyable the relationship is. So I'm so glad you joined me today. I want you to have a great weekend. Really practice these. And if you, you can also listen to these on the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. You can listen and take notes. If you were driving while you were hearing the show, make sure you send them to your friends. I love that we are changing the world by being healthier, more highly relating people that do it better, that people enjoy the experience they have with us. So God bless you. Make sure you tune in next week, and we are going to really focus on kinder, gentler relationships, couples, how to do couples really well, really what makes people feel loved. So thank you again for joining me. Make sure you check out all of the social media that we have for you, and the blogs that are on the website are also part of the show. And so it's a shortened version of the show. So enjoy your weekend and God
0: bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, cynthiahyatt.com. That's C I N T H I A H I E T T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.